Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Monday, September 2nd, and this is your FT News Briefing. The talks to recombine Philip Morris International and Altria could result in the world's biggest tobacco company. But what does this kind of merger say about the industry as a whole? Then I talked to the FT's Federica Coco about how remittances by migrants are shaping economies around the globe. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Last week, merger talks surfaced between tobacco companies Philip Morris International and Altria. And if they do combine, they were a single company until they split in 2008, the merger would create the world's largest tobacco company with a valuation of more than $200 billion. This possible merger says a lot about the state of the tobacco industry and how it's changed over the past few decades. The tobacco industry is at a moment of profound disruption. That's the FT's U.S. business editor, Andrew Edgecliff Johnson. So if you go back more than 20 years ago, these companies signed the largest civil settlement in U.S. history with a bunch of states, about 46 states, guaranteeing billions of dollars in payments, essentially in recompense for the harm they'd done to health over the previous decades. In the intervening 10, 20 years, we've seen heavy investment by the industry, often with very little result, in alternative technologies, e-cigarettes, and heated tobacco. PMI has done they've been the most successful in bringing a heated tobacco product to market. They call it ICOS, and essentially it doesn't burn the tobacco in the same way as a cigarette does. It heats it at a lower temperature. They say that is less harmful to health. Altria has tried its own e-cigarette brands over the years. It's invested uh, billions of dollars with very little result, has decided instead to invest in a startup called Juul, which has been the most successful of the vaping e-cigarette companies out there. It's had very, very rapid take-up. Controversially, um, it's also been very uh, rapidly taken up among young smokers uh, who were not smoking cigarettes before. Um, But so Altria has a, a big bet on the future being vaping, Uh, It's also got a side bet on cannabis, interestingly. Uh, PMI has made a very big bet on the future being heated tobacco. This deal would essentially allow the combined companies to play that uncertainty around what the disruption really ends up looking like, that format war about what the future of smoking is going to be in a way that spreads their bets. And part of this is reactionary, right? I mean, fewer people are smoking. So this this is kind of evolution to survive. Yes, we've seen a profound decline in smoking around the world, most vividly in the US and a few other developed markets like the UK. But even developing markets now, consumption is falling. What you won't be surprised to hear is that with an addictive product, tobacco manufacturers have discovered they have very strong pricing power. So they've still managed to generate revenue growth in this period because they've just managed to keep pushing up the price of a pack of cigarettes year after year after year. But that is starting to reach a tipping point now where there's a question about whether people are really going to put up with those price rises when there are alternative products on the market. You know, the industry likes to call them reduced risk products or next generation products. And these companies, these traditional cigarette companies, have put a lot of their marketing muscle into promoting those alternatives. Andrew, where else are we seeing this kind of desire to merge? Is it just Philip Morris International and Altria, or are we seeing it elsewhere too? 
No, we have seen another major move to consolidate this industry only a couple of years ago when R.J. Reynolds merged with British American Tobacco in 2017. But we're also seeing those side deals um, led particularly by Altria to invest in alternative technologies. So last year, we saw Altria Altria invest in Juul, taking a 35% stake, giving it a huge multi-billion dollar valuation. And it's also taken a stake in a cannabis company called Kronos. So Andrew, what do you see in terms of the future of the tobacco industry? I think the biggest uncertainty about the future of the tobacco industry lies with the regulators. We've seen a lot of activity at the FDA, the US Food and Drug Administration, which regulates the tobacco industry around vaping. There's still quite a lot of uncertainty about what e-cigarettes do to your health and a lot of work being done at the FDA to decide what it's comfortable with. They're also still working on how companies can market cigarettes. It looks as though the US is heading to a much tighter set of regulations around how you can promote cigarettes, the kind of messages that are delivered on the packets of cigarettes. So the expectation is that even though the legal burden has lifted over the last 20 years, the regulatory climate is still getting tighter. Thanks to the growth in migration, remittances, the money migrant workers send back to their home country, will become the biggest inflow of foreign capital to developing countries this year. The World Bank estimates that 270 million migrants around the world will send a combined $689 billion back home in 2019. And money transfers will overtake the traditional driver of development, foreign direct investment. One big important factor about remittances is that they are a very reliable and resilient form of fund flows. That's Federica Coco, a statistics journalist for the Financial Times. According to one economist that we spoke to at the World Bank, his name is Dil Paratha, he's been looking at this aspect of the economy for decades. It's actually a very good source of development. It helps countries, it feeds into consumption, it helps people pay for food, for their healthcare, for education, and so that becomes a form of investment into the country's infrastructure. But according to others, the fact that this year remittances have overtaken FDI are actually a sort of sign of stress from these economies. And consumption alone is not a good way for economies to grow. You don't get the knowledge transfers that you get with the foreign direct investment. And it just means that countries become more heavily dependent on imports. So that's heavily debated currently between economists. And how are economies and governments responding to this influx of remittances? One thing that is happening is that because they are becoming so prominent, governments are now looking at ways of capturing these flows and targeting especially those high-earning migrants that are sending money back to their families and sort of encouraging them to invest this money as well in bonds. These are known as diaspora bonds. So they're just leveraging on the patriotic sentiment of these people so that it doesn't just go to families. Although, you know, as the World Bank economist said to me, actually consumption is very good. There's nothing bad about it. It does help an economy grow. Federica, we're talking to you in large part because the Financial Times just came out with a several-part series highlighting remittances. Where are these type of remittances uh, happening? 
Um, so all over the world, let's put it this way. Traditionally, we think of migrants moving from developing countries to the developed world. That is definitely a prominent pattern. But what we're increasingly seeing is what are maybe clumsily known as south-to-south remittance payments as well, which are also the most costly ones. So it's not just migrants coming from developing countries and going to developed countries. There's actually a prominent feature of remittances that are being sent from emerging economies to other emerging economies that might be, you know, neighboring ones. One prominent flow that we've seen and that we have uh, addressed in the series is these sort of channels from South Africa to uh, Zimbabwe, or for example, from South Asia to Gulf countries, specifically the United Arab Emirates. A lot of workers go there. So it's basically countries that have high growth rates and so they have this surplus of working age population, they can't find jobs there and they have to move elsewhere. What do you expect to see in terms of the future of global remittances? So because the driving forces behind the growth and remittance flows still exist, they are still growing. One of them is the growth in the migrant population and the population in the number of people who live outside of their home countries, that doesn't look like it's going to change. It's grown to 270 million people. We expect those to grow, especially because the Western world is aging. They're going to need to import labor. And there is a surplus of working age population in a lot of uh, developing and emerging countries. There isn't anything right now that will stop migratory flows. Another trend is climate change, for example. People are having to move out of their home countries because of that. So as migration grows, so do remittances. So for now, that is a trend that is set to carry on growing at the steady pace that it has been growing uh, since you know, the last century, really. You can read more on both of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.